Hello everybody, welcome to the Tuesday Toolbox meeting of adult children of alcoholics in Cobble Hill, Brooklyn. My name is Anne, I'm a Tuesday Toolbox member and an adult child. We're recording our speakers every week because we're hoping others will benefit from hearing these stories from our members. We'd love to hear your comments and questions. Our email address is TuesdayToolboxACA at gmail.com. Also, please take a moment to rate our podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes. It will help others find the podcast. Adult Children of Alcoholics is a 12-step program of recovery for people who grew up in an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. If you'd like to find a meeting to attend, go to adultchildren.org and click on Meetings. This week, we're hearing from Marshall, who spoke about using non-dominant handwriting to help his recovery. Please enjoy. Thank you so much. Uh, can I be heard okay? Yes. All right. Um, my name is Marshall, I'm an adult child, and um, I'm so glad to be here. Um, it's my first time sharing, uh, qualifying on an ACA meeting. Now, Harmony asked me to qualify. And um, I'm going to get to the part in the Red Book in just a minute. But I'm, I'd like to share my story. I thought this would be a really healing opportunity for me. Um, I've been in ACA for three years, and um, well, almost three years. And when I arrived to ACA, I um, I was suicidal, and um, and I was contemplating killing my father. And um, you know, through the help of of um, AA, I got sober seven years ago. And um, through the help of Al-Anon, I was able to uh, report the sexual abuse that I went through in my home. And, um, you know, I was, just, I was sexually abused by my mother. And, um, you know, went on for years. And um, she would come home drunk. And uh, my dad and her slept, slept in separate bedrooms. And, um, you know, she would, she would touch me inappropriately. And, um, you know, my parents slept in separate bedrooms for about seven years. So, and uh, she would be out partying and pursuing all kinds of, I don't know what she's doing. And I would be in her room in her bed with the phone book. And, uh, I remember the phone book. It was this like, it had like a, a picture of a forest in fall all these orange and red, yellow colors. And I would, I would open the phone book and I would phone all of her friends. And I would say, um, have you seen my mom? And I would do that most of the night. And my dad would be in the other room sleeping. And, um, and then she would come back and smell like alcohol. And um, so I pursued worldly success. I went to a prep boarding school. I went to business school for university. Um, but um, I wasn't much. I don't know if there's a moderator, but I do feel uh, I do hear people talking. Yeah, so we got it. Sorry. Um. Yeah, but I wasn't my true self. And, um, you know, I was pursuing a career as an investment banker. 
and I basically had a breakdown. And um, in 2011, I woke up in the middle of the night and um, I was like, I was molested. And um, so anyways, through the help of Al-Anon, I phoned the police and I reported what happened to me. And um, that was very healing. I went through a process, the legal system, and um, where my mother didn't actually have to be involved, which is a crazy thing we've got here in Canada. But I um, had like an official court hearing and they awarded me like a pretty large sum of money. And, um, but still, even after that, a few years, I, that was very validating. At that point, I started actually writing a book. I felt so, I felt so much freedom. Um, but my dad, when I told my dad about the sexual abuse, um, he basically said, oh, that explains a lot. And, um, yeah, I couldn't, ex- I couldn't, I couldn't handle the rage. Um, that I felt for his not protecting me. And so that's why I I landed in ACA. I I didn't know it was going to be this emotional, actually. Um, I haven't had any contact with my family for years. And um, I have a son. My son's two. Here's the funny thing. I I got my ex-girlfriend pregnant two weeks before I found ACA. So we had our son, or we, I got her pregnant. I didn't know she was pregnant. I started attending ACA meetings. And then about a month into attending ACA meetings, she phoned me and she said, I'm pregnant. <laughs> but at that point, I was already starting to become my own loving parent. And when I had, when I read the ACA solution, the solution is to become your own loving parent. I was like, no shit like that. Like I can work with that. And cause I had been trying to figure out how to, how to parent myself intuitively. But when I like the 12 steps have worked for me to get sober, they worked for me to break, break away from codependent relationships. And I was like, can the 12 steps work to become my own loving parent? I believe they can. So, as my son was in the womb, I did the yellow book with a group of men. And then we did the yellow book in like five months. As soon as I finished the yellow book, I did this uh, book called Recovery of Your Inner Child, which is a, a book about non-dominant handwriting. It's not conference approved, but it took me about 12 weeks to do that. My son was born when I finished that. And then I did the uh, laundry list trade workbook with a group of guys. So I did the, the yellow book, the recovery of your inner child book, and the, the trade workbook all in a year. And, um, and I, was, I, ha- I started becoming my own loving parent as I became a parent to my, my son. And I felt like if I can parent myself, I can parent him. Uh, but my family doesn't know uh, that I have a son. And so... Every now and then I think I'm going to phone them and tell them, you know, I'd like my son to, uh, to experience that my grandparents, well, not my mom, my mom's not safe, but my dad, I'd like him to experience that love. 
And um, so on Friday, I unblocked my family members on Facebook as an exercise in like open-mindedness. And I immediately lost my emotional sobriety. Like within, within a day, the next morning I woke up and I, I, I enjoy emotional sobriety in my life today. But I, is there a time, time warning? Yeah, you have seven minutes, 34 seconds. Fantastic. Thank you. So I immediately lost my emotional sobriety. I was looking at photos of my, my dad and his wife. And um, I was fighting with my baby's mom, really for no reason. And I could feel myself like going down the drain. Like I was in the shower and I could feel like it was like my mind was like spinning and turning and I was just fucking losing it. And um, it's like, look, like, and by the end of the weekend, I spoke to my baby's mom and I was, I broke down in tears in the kitchen, like sobbing in the kitchen with my son at his, at his, um, he's eating dinner. He's eating like little, like a little hamburger. <laughs> and I'm like in the kitchen sobbing. It's like, look, my dad, when I, my dad blames me for the fact that I was sexually abused by my mom. He got remarried and he didn't invite me to the wedding. On top of that, he told me that I'm a failure to him as a son. Why am I trying to get in touch with this guy? <laughs> and I just realized as I'm sobbing in the kitchen that I have not grieved the loss in this program for me, so much of it is about grieving. And I just need to give myself permission to fully grieve the loss. And it is a loss. And if I'm not listening to those hurt parts of myself, those hurt parts of myself turn into rage. And my life isn't manageable anymore. So I'll read this part in the book. Okay. Tools for connecting with the inner child can be counseling, journaling, and guided meditation. In addition to attending ACA meetings, Childhood pictures are a great tool for connecting with the child that still dwells within us. Okay, so my home group meeting is um, 7 p.m. Pacific time, Sunday nights. It's called Becoming Your Own Loving Parent. Uh, there's a meditation and a Five focus minutes. on... Thank you. Thanks. Um, there's a meditation and focus on non-dominant handwriting. Non-dominant handwriting is a huge part of my ACA recovery. So in addition to like doing the steps and the traits... I am an act, I actively sponsor, but I also dialogue with my inner child every day. I do non-dominant handwriting every day. Um, when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, how, I literally write, how can I best support you today? And then I write with my non-dominant hand in stream of consciousness, and I allow my inner child to speak. So it says here on page 305, as mentioned, there is non-dominant handwriting in which we write out a question to our inner child with our dominant hand, the hand we use to sign our name. Then we write the response to the question by placing the pen in the opposite hand. We might write out, hello, little Johnny or little Marie. 
I'd like to talk to you and introduce myself. How have you been? I'm here to listen to you if you'd like to talk. Then it says, write down any response with the non-dominant hand. The thoughts may be random or incomplete sentences, but we write down what comes to mind without judging ourselves. We keep an open mind. We do not try to force solutions or results. We will get results if we are patient and consistent with the exercise. And then it says, after introducing ourselves to the... I'm unmuted myself. Okay. I'm sorry. I muted the wrong person. That's <laughs> okay. Um, thank you. Uh, thanks. So after introducing ourselves to the child within, we can ask other questions. We write out the question with our dominant hand and write the reply with the, with the other hand. So we can talk, we can talk to others about how they connected with their inner child but we are mindful to be true to our, our own connection. We do not have to impress anyone or embellish any response. This exercise can literally speak for itself when practiced often. So, so yeah, I mean, like for me, the whole deal is like what I read in that first ACA meeting when I felt hope because two weeks before I was in the psych ward ready to kill myself. And then when I read the solution is to become your own loving parent, I was like, yeah. And I feel like I am my own loving parent today. And I'm a pretty awesome parent. Like I really am a very good parent to myself. And, and I enjoy emotional sobriety. Like I lost my emotional sobriety this more this, this weekend, but I learned a valuable lesson that like, I'm so deeply hurt. I am so deeply hurt. And that's okay. You know, that's why I'm in ACA. And um, there's something else I want to say. Um, oh, right. So in the self-love chapter, it says one of the critical components of our of, of uh, maintaining emotional sobriety is pursuing our dreams and desires. And I actually went to another 12 step program for that too, <laughs> for pursuing my dreams and desires. And they are literally coming true. I am like working in my dream vocation and creatively, and I am providing for myself and my son and my inner child in a way that is uh, honorable and fulfilling and nourishing. And um, yeah, it's it's been an amazing journey. And I'm happy to talk about that off offline because it's a different 12-step program. But um, I love ACA. One minute. Thank you. I love ACA. I don't know where I would be without ACA. So thanks. <laughs>